Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, September 6, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First, let's state the obvious. It was another down day. They came in to run a test of the daily chart 20 period moving average and bounced off of it. There was a couple of other things that happened. We're going to discuss those things, but let's discuss what the most important price or place is on the daily chart as we speak right now. It happens to be the last breakup candle low in the sequence, 442.46. Price gets below that and starts closing first intraday candles and then daily candles below that and that's going to open up a new can of worms for another leg down let's also put things in perspective from the larger picture perspective we're in an uptrend from the weekly chart perspective we're in a pullback situation above all the moving averages the trend remains your friend and from a weekly chart perspective the trend won't change until they really start getting below and closing weekly below this 20 period moving average, which at present comes in right around 436. Now, we don't look at the monthly chart all too often, but I think it's worth a look right now. So there's a couple of things on the horizon, on the docket. There's a couple of things that we can see going on on the monthly chart. Keep in mind, these charts, the monthly charts, take a long time to materialize. Obviously, each candle is a month. So scenario number one is we could have a lower high situation. You have a high and we have a lower high, but the market has not been rejected from this potential lower high just yet. Last month took a dip, kind of fought back, and what happens is the look on the chart is they're just running sideways, potentially building energy for another move higher. Now, again, it's the monthly chart. A lot of things happen not only intra-week, but certainly intra-month. And there's already three weeks left for the month of September to close. So a lot can happen. And hence the reason why we don't look at this all too often. However, what we should note is they're eating time off the clock, get below last month's low, and everything will start to change. Let's look at another item that we do look at all the time. It's discussed in the live room every single day, depending on whatever chart we're looking at. We talk about it in here almost every single day. And that is, what was the most recent breakout area in the sequence? Well, if you look at this pivot high here, which happens to be 445.22, and inside the number live room members, we're certainly zeroed in on 445.22 today among other things, and there was a lot of other stuff that went on in the live room, but we certainly talked about that number and the reasons why that number is important. So let's notate it on the chart. And before we go down to another time frame, let's just use the daily chart and say, here's what we're looking at. So the market, after it broke down, rallied up to that place. Once it hit that place, it sold off again, 
Then it rallied back and busted above or back above that place. So how do we know that that's a former breakout area? Because of exactly that. When the market ran up there and collapsed, and this was on Thursday the 24th, the market, not us, not somebody else, not some pundit, the market was telling us that that price was important by virtue of stopping there and collapsing. Hence the term pivot high. Well, what happens if we go down to some other time frames to zero in and get a more magnified look at what's going on? For this exercise, we'll just use the two-hour chart or the 120-minute chart, and you could see it just as clear, if not clear. The market ran up to this place and was summarily rejected. Once they went back to this place and busted over this place... It becomes a breakout area. Today, the market came back down to retest that area. Spiking into it is not a big deal. It happens all the time. We're not saying it has to stop on a dime at that place. But once they get inside or below that place, like they did today, underneath 445.22, they're going to want to, under normal garden variety conditions, they're going to have a tendency to fight back to and likely back above that place. And that's pretty much what happened today. So once again, this is one of those things on the chart that we review all the time. They don't all look the same, but when I point them out, you can see the concept of a market breaking out over an area, coming back to test the area it just broke out from. The other thing we always discuss is these particular big-time breakdown candles or break-up candles. Well, this one is a breakdown candle, and what we say is when the breakdown candle is recaptured, the energy is then released back to the upside. Well, that's what happened here, and now they came back to test the same area. The same stuff happens on the charts over and over and over again. It's like a broken record. Here's another thing. On this two-hour chart, and you've had to take the lazy e-mini trader course to understand what I'm about to go over, but does anybody see an on-time type of situation on this two-hour chart into a former breakout area? Time and price. When they converge, you're generally speaking onto something. This is also the reason why we use a myriad of different time frames. You're not going to see the whole picture from one time frame. You have to look across the board at a multitude of time frames in order to get a big picture, small picture, intermediate picture, rounded picture of what the market is actually doing. There's always going to be one chart that's actually like Charles in charge, a chart in charge. What about inside the numbers? We're going to point out a few important things that happened today. Some important numbers. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. Early going, around zero dark 30, we had a cluster of support area, if you will, at 448.65 down to 448. Getting below that opened the door for a little bit lower and it opened the door for an area we were expecting a bounce back in the other direction. So I'll pause the video, or better yet, you pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work, 
As we get closer to the opening bell, as the morning creeps on, 8.45, a little bit of chomping at the bit today, wanted to put some other stuff on the board. Again, with a cluster of numbers, we had a lot of stuff on the chart. So I want to point out a couple of things. Below 4.48, the next major number I had was down at 4.46.85. However, you'll notice down here, 4.47.50 was also another thing. They could bounce the tape at 447.50. Hence, could a trader buy 447.50? Well, they'd have to be willing for the market to go lower and buy it again. But what I'm saying here, and you read between the lines, they could certainly bounce the tape at 447.50. Without further ado, that was an early trade. We had a lot of traders in the live room and inside the numbers pull out a scalp with potential. Some got five points, some got more, some got 10. Technically, they gave us 10 points. That's 10 S&P handles, $1 in the SPY. It's a nice trade from an early morning, morning trade perspective. That's what we're looking for. Now, what if they got below that? What was the next zone? Well, the next zone is over here, 446.85 to 445.85. There was a lot of stuff on the board this morning. I'm giving you everything I've got. 446.85, they gave another scalp with potential there, no potential, just the scalp. Then when they came lower and they dripped into the next place, you can see what happened. They just hovered, hovered. They couldn't really recapture it. They ended up going lower to where? Remember the 445.22? We had traders that bought that in the live room. They took a scalp from there. And what you'll see in the notes, and as I scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. What you'll see in the notes is 444.70 was really my next number. I showed you why that pivot existed, but my next mathematical slash magical number was at 444.70. That one, they spiked, they reversed back, and they had a nice little rally attempt into the end of the day. It was less of a rally than more of a rescue operation of sorts. Pause the video, read the notes, Go back to the chart to double check the work. It's the only way that you can find out whether this is something that you think you can take advantage of. What I know and what I think isn't as important as what you think. You have to be comfortable in what you're doing. I tell this to the live room members every single day. You have to be comfortable in a trade. If you're not comfortable in the type of trade that we're suggesting that we're in, whatever the case is, then it's a recipe for disaster because once you're uncomfortable, you're looking for a reason to get out. It promotes bad decision-making. It's a recipe for no good stuff. What about stocks on the move? We had three on the board today. Two did not hit their entry objectives. One did, ASAN. We'll take a look at that chart. We always look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's a snapshot of a haircut happening and ASAN. So the way we do this is 
When a stock opens below its important numbers, they're off the table. Open below the first number, open below the second number, off the table. Only number active is the third, bounced around a little bit, went a little lower, came back to the number, went down, came back to the number. So we know the number's important. They just didn't give us the trade. They gave you two opportunities, maybe three or four, if you look at the shorter time frames, to get out of it with a little bit of a profit, break even. It's a dud. It's a no good no bad type of situation it's just a dud those happen what's going on over in camp iwm we'll take this off the board that was resistance that proved correct i'm going to give you somewhat of a line in the sand on camp iwm 184 is going to be extremely important for a multitude of reasons doesn't matter right now get below start closing candles intraday close daily below 184 and it's going to start to open the door for another leg lower 184 give or take is extremely important write that down put it on a sticky note you know you look at the weekly chart and i just want to show you something so we have lower highs so you have what i didn't mean to put that kind of line there i meant to use this tool you have a high and then you have a series of lower highs. Now, what's interesting about this is these are all lower highs. So this high is higher than this high. And while this may not look like it, this high here is at 199.26. This high here is at 198.75. So you still have a series of lower highs. This is weekly or otherwise in a downtrend. And it will be until they break the chain. How do they break the chain? By getting above this high and stop the lower high situation. Until or unless they do that, this is in a downtrend with a series of lower highs. Camp IWM from a weekly chart perspective is weak. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, we had this bearish wedgish thing into the convergence of moving averages, then the rejection, some follow through. The transports are my second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. While they may or may not get down lower, what's the next major area on the downside, on the south side for team transports, also known as Buttigieg's crew? Well, when you look at the daily chart, this was what sticks out at me. You have a breakup candle low. That low happens to be 14,924 and change. Then you have this area here where the market ran up, couldn't get through, pulled back a little bit, but then ended up busting through. So this is a former breakout area of sorts. This high here is slightly higher than the other number, 14,982. So when you look at this, they're pretty close by. This is an important area. Your breakup candle lows are generally important anyway. So you have supporting documentation down in this zone. We don't know they will get there. And this is a trader thing. Some traders will hear that and they say, well, I'll just short the market to get down there. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't know that they will be down there. But if we find the tape down there or price down there in the transportation department, that's an area we would expect them to find support, garden variety of support for those two reasons. There's a difference between 
Will the market get there? And what's the probability that they will find support when they do get there? Those are two separate things. Write that down. Put it on a third sticky note. Here's the IYT, and I just want to point something out. They already did that same routine at that same area on the IT already. When you look at this and you draw a line over from this breakout area and you have this breakdown candle, that is a totally different looking chart than we're looking at in the actual index of the transports. They already bounced at this area. Now they're below it. So the charts look different. That's why you have to look at all kinds of different things. I look at the exchange traded products, but I take my cue off of the actual indice itself. 237.50 is important, but there's something important above that. There's a gap left open. This creates a zone. If they get below the gap, this is the place they're going. It's the bottom end, the closer to the bottom portion of the breakup candle. You have a gap, you have a breakup candle low. That creates a zone, 240.90 down to 237.50. Put that on your board, watch it, learn from it. What about the Q people? They're still above all the moving averages on the daily chart. What does that tell you? The trend is your friend until it's over. Spiders cut through and into some moving averages. The Q people holding up better. Whether or not it turns out to be somewhat of a canary per se, we'll find out over the coming days. We also have lower highs in the Q people. So watch this. You have a high, then you have lower high, and then you have lower high. So that's a negative until they break the chain. The weekly chart is above all the moving averages. Therefore, the trend is your friend. You've got the trend in your favor on the daily and the weekly chart. This is a pullback in an uptrend. How about the financials? We'll look at the XLF. In the live room today, we talked about 34 as an important place. The low of day today was 34.07 and the bounce. What was this breakup candle low? What was the low? 34.10, low of day, 34.07. Case in point, we just talked about this. We talked about it on a chart where they haven't got there yet. Now we look at it in a chart where it shows what happened when they do get there. It happens more often than not when they get to and even below a breakup candle low. For example, on a daily chart, they're going to want to fight back to it to close back above it the large majority of the time. doesn't happen every time. It happens a lot. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. You should already have it there down day for today for smash mouth but yet above all the moving averages the trend is your friend but you could see what's happening they still can't get above this breakdown candle high they tried it they tried it they tried it they didn't try it today but are they just eating time off the clock essentially going sideways little pullback activity above the moving averages bounce off the 50 period are they positioning to build some energy to bust through until you see otherwise, until they start trading away, until they start getting below these moving averages on the daily chart and closing below them, that's precisely what's happening. So essentially, there's no change for Smash Mouth. It was a down day by a little less than two bucks, 1%. It's not a catastrophic event. It's called a down day. Hey, 
Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.